Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Flashlight, check. Two belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. So yesterday we had the news that scientists insist there's consensus that the ocean levels are rising due to the behavior of man, which I always translate to mean most principally the behavior of American people. And uh, the seas are currently rising at a level of a half millimeter per year, which is an imperceptible amount. But there's consensus that this is, there's a 10 window, a 10 year window here. This has to be cured. There must be something done about this. It's there. There's no way to measure one fiftieth of an inch of ocean rise. All right. Or at the very least, I don't believe that should be the cause for alarm. So I get this today from Ronald Widden. Mm-hmm. Dear Joe, I listen to the podcast in Hangzhou, China, where I'm working in research for clean energy. Thursday, you cited an article saying that the Antarctic mass was reducing at an alarming pace. Interesting, since the article from NASA provided below says exactly the opposite. It is comforting that we have consensus about global warming since the facts seem to fluctuate so regularly. By the way, I am a scientist, an environmentalist, and a professor. And I am in no way part of the consensus. Good luck, Ron Widden in China. Nice. Yeah, here's the piece. We got a guy. Here's the piece. This was printed October 30, 2015. A new NASA study says that an increase in Antarctic snow accumulation that began 10,000 years ago is currently adding enough ice to the continent to outweigh the increased losses from its thinning glaciers. The research challenges the conclusions of other studies, including the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change 2013 report, which says that Antarctica is overall losing land ice. This is NASA. This isn't me. This isn't the mayor of GarageLogic. According to the new analysis of satellite data, the Antarctic ice sheet showed a net gain of 112 billion tons of ice a year from 1992 to 2001. We were told the exact opposite in yesterday's stories. That net gain uh, slowed to 82 billion tons of ice per year between 03 and 08. We're essentially in agreement with other studies that show an increase in ice discharge in the Antarctic Peninsula and that Thwaites and Pine Island region of West Antarctica said Jay Zwally, a glaciologist with NASA Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, and lead author of the study, which was published October 30 in the Journal of Glaciology. 
Our main disagreement is for... Scientists calculate how much the ice sheet is growing or shrinking from the changes in surface height that are measured by satellite altimeters. In locations where the amount of new snowfall accumulating on an ice sheet is not equal to the ice flow downward and outward to the ocean, the surface height changes and the ice sheet mass grows or shrinks. But it might only take a few decades for Antarctica's growth to reverse, according to Zwally. If the losses of the Antarctic Peninsula and parts of West Antarctica continue to increase at the same rate they've been increasing for the last two decades, the losses will catch up with long-term gains in 20 or 30 years. Uh, okay, you can go and find this yourself uh, and, and, and read it. Uh, so they're saying, we're still making ice. Kids. We're making ice. Okay. We're making ice. And the, yesterday we were told... It's basically slush. That we're losing ice. Right, so, so it's basically slush right now. The study analyzed changes in the surface height of the ant... Arctic ice sheet measured by radar altimeters on two European Space Agency European remote sensing satellites. I wish I still had yesterday's stories because they were citing the same satellite studies. So don't give me this BS that there's consensus. There isn't any consensus. The fact is the ocean levels are rising at an imperceptible rate. If, if, in fact, they are rising at all. Right. Uh, Zwally said that while other scientists have assumed that the gains in elevation seen in East Antarctica are due to recent increases in snow accumulation, his team used meteorological data beginning in 1979 to show that the snowfall in East Antarctica actually decreased by 11 billion tons per year during both ERS and ice stat periods, whatever that is. They also used information on snow accumulation for tens of thousands of years derived by other scientists from ice cores to conclude that East Antarctica has been thickening for a long time. At the end of the last ice age, the air became warmer and carried more moisture across the continent, doubling the amount of snow dropped on the ice sheet, Zwally said. So I guess this is great news. If you were really concerned when you read the Pioneer Press yesterday or the Star Tribune and you thought something must be done about this, this should be heartening news for you. This is from NASA. It's pretty good recovery 24 hours later. Didn't huh? take long, did it? Uh, I'm trying to not take anything out of context here. The extra snowfall that began 10,000 years ago has been slowly accumulating on the ice sheet, impacting into solid ice over millennia, thickening the ice in East Antarctica and the interior uh, (coughs) uh, gained over thousands of years and spread over the vast expanse of these sectors of Antarctica corresponds to a very large gain of ice, enough to outweigh the losses from fast-flowing glaciers in other parts of the continent and reduce global sea level rise. Can I get an amen? This is from China. Can China! I get, can I get an amen? Uh, you can get an amen. I need in an fact, amen. I'm going to give you can I get an amen? a bigger and better amen. Right. Amen and amen. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Ronald Widden. By the way, a scientist, an environmentalist, and a professor, and in no way part of the consensus. Okay. It's good luck in China, brah. And just think. 
podcasters can hear that now in China tomorrow. Boom. Yeah. Boom. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. Well, I got another story where, that proves that... I'll be bringing us down. Grandma no, Friday. No. I, I hate to even bring her up, but I have to because I, I need her because it helps make my point. We're sailing in a strange boat. <laughs> <Is that, laughs> just fell, fell right off. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I got you. Hey, look out. The, uh, if you belong to the leftist crowd, yeah. you're, you're not allowed to think. Right. They'll you're tell not allowed you what to you think can. for yourself. You have, you, to, you, you have to tow the company line or you're, uh, you're out. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know in what context USA Today interviewed uh, Kathy Griffin. I, I don't know why anyone would bother to interview her. She's a, she's a C-lister at best. Isn't yeah, she? I don't really know. She's not really in the news anymore. Well, she was ripping Kevin Hart who truly is an A-lister, who's funnier than hell. Yeah. And funnier than Kathy Griffin could ever possibly imagine Agreed. being. He's a really good comedian. But he doesn't rip Trump in his stand-up act. So she took him to task for that. Because, oh. see, if you're a Mysterian, you got to do what the Mysterians tell you to do. Okay. And I, mean, I suppose she's assuming that because he's in the entertainment industry, he's also a, a progressive leftist like this moron. Uh, so she uh, she outed him, or she took him. Uh, Griffin uh, said, "I personally think that's a P move." She used the P word. We use the word panda. Okay. I personally think that's a panda move because he's black. He's a black man, uh, but I guess he's selling more tickets than I ever will. You got that right. Uh, uh, Kathy is the last person on Kevin's mind. Believe me, a source close to Kevin Hart told Fox News. Everyone has something to say about Donald Trump, and that's the reason Kevin isn't speaking about him. Kevin honestly feels the Trump bits are overused and knows that people are tired of the political banner from comedians. Well, Kevin Hart, in other words, got a head on his shoulders. And he'll just say, I'll find somebody, uh, some new material to make people laugh. And I, I won't take uh, Hart off the hook completely. I'm sure if he thought there was some uh, gold to be mined there going after Trump, he probably would. Right. But he's got a tremendous career going a fabulous career going without taking Trump into his consideration. My mama he doesn't need it. Told me to tell to you. Tell you. <laughs> I told you you could use two, two swear words. You use fourteen. That's a Kevin Hart bit you can look up on. Yeah, you got YouTube. And don't get the kids out of the room. What would you uh, call it if you're looking for it on YouTube? Kevin Hart teacher joke. Teacher joke. Uh, after the Griffin interview was published, one fan responded by saying Hart being a black man who doesn't mention Trump in his act is exactly why he's successful and people like him. He's able to use comedy to unite and make people laugh instead of alienating half the population. What does Hart being black have to do with this? Asked another user. This is this dreadful chorus of the great unwashed on Twitter. Some of the dumbest hot takes on race and politics come from white liberals. That's absolutely true. The 38-year-old actor and comedian has made a living connecting with his audience in an intimate way, which the source says is exactly why he's incentivized to avoid politics. Right. He's avoiding politics because it's good for his business. Right. Going after people isn't Kevin's style, and he isn't into telling people what they should or shouldn't think about the president. Well, then he's not a, he's not a leftist progressive. He has his own thoughts. Right. <laughs> 
uh, Kevin would much rather stick to what he already does well, and that's telling jokes that resonate with people on a personal level. Uh, I have a different take on this, but I only I, I, I need to use Kathy Griffin, who I, I don't otherwise pay any attention to, but she's helping me make this important point. The other guy, the other day, it was the CEO of Twitter who had to apologize because he ate a Chick-fil-A. He's right. not allowed to. Right. And obviously he wants to be a member of the club because he apologized to these idiots who called him out on it, including the CNN woman, whatever her name uh, was. I forget her. I can yeah, see her. Whatever. Right They're all the same. Uh, Kathy Griffin said it is a P word move for fellow comedian Kevin Hart to avoid criticizing Donald Trump and his stand up routines, especially because Hart is a black man. Uh, <laughs> In an interview with USA Today this week, Griffin ripped Hart for avoiding Trump jokes during his stand-up act. And she even brought up Hart's race in relation to her her complaint. Look, if you want to not hear about Trump at all, go see Kevin Hart. He doesn't even mention Trump. I personally think that's a P-word move because he's a black man, Griffin told the paper. Uh, but I guess he's selling more tickets than I ever will. You, that part you got right, Kathy. Uh, While Hart, as of Friday, hadn't addressed Griffin's slight on Twitter, a source close to Hart said he has no plans to start bashing Trump because too many comedians do it and audiences are getting tired of it. Kathy is the last person on Kevin's mind, believe me. Everyone has something to say about Donald Trump, and that's the reason Kevin isn't speaking on him. Uh, If the comments on the Philly voice piece are any indication, folks aren't too happy with Griffin's statement on Hart. Some even called her actions racist. Well, they're probably not because that word's been destroyed by both the right and left. That doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, but here's, here are some of the uh, remarks from the classic, uh, from the great Greek chorus of the unwashed on Twitter. Classic liberal race, racism. We know what's best for you people. Now shut up and vote for us. Where would anyone be without the likes of C-List Griffin to tell them what black people should do? Another white lefty who knows what's best for everyone, especially black people. Black people should all thank Kathy Griffin for giving them the white advice they so desperately crave. Of course, a pasty white feckless C-word like Griffin shouldn't be telling a black man what he can and cannot talk about. There's nothing racist about that at all. Okay. The the larger point, and it was unfortunate we had to use this fool uh, to, to make it, but it's an important point. Why would you want to be a member of that club? You cannot have your own thoughts. You quite literally cannot have your own thoughts. You can't say what you want to say. You've got to say what the likes of this creep would approve of. That's incredible to me. That's absolutely incredible. That's drinking the Kool-Aid. Why would you want to be a member of that club? Holy mackerel. And we know that the Twitter guy obviously relishes his membership in the club right because he did he did an innocent thing of of eating chick-fil-a and then he gets called out on it by the club members the progressive leftist mysterian club members who don't like chick-fil-a because the ownership expresses christianity and uh uh traditionally in their chairmanship has had a belief that marriage should feature one man and one woman they get to think that they aren't denying anybody service at a Chick-fil-A, right. but they hold that belief. Well, the club doesn't hold that belief. So therefore, if you eat a Chick-fil-A, you must share that belief with the club. You're not allowed to think. You are not allowed to think for yourself. I, I find that mind-boggling. 
Uh, can I put a plug in? Yes. You always do. Yeah. I'm going to plug my Father's Eve event at the Summit Brewing on Saturday night. What's that Huge get-together. It's what? a fundraiser, and uh, it's uh, a bunch of dads yeah. get together. There's beanbag toss. There's other games. There's prizes. Who are you raising funds for? Uh, I'll get the exact name of the charity, I'll tell you. I'm emceeing the event on on uh, Saturday night. Well, Tom Heffern writes, just a reminder, Joe, this weekend the Minnesota chapter of the Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club and the Viking chapter, Antique Motorcycle Club of America, will hold the largest vintage bike show in Minnesota at the State Fairgrounds at the Progress Building. It's going on right now, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Admissions five bucks. Kids twelve and under are free with a paying adult. Uh, I've attended this show uh, frequently. I've displayed bikes at this show. It is a big show. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see vintage Japanese bikes and vintage uh, bikes of other makes uh, from the uh, Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club and the Antique Motorcycle Club of America Viking Chapter uh, Progress Building, right now at the State Fairgrounds and uh, all day tomorrow at the State Fairgrounds. All right, then I'll be. Uh Hot weather for it, but and you are pr- promoting what? Uh, Father's Eve. The uh, the uh, recipients of the uh, money raised there are the National At Home Dad Network, City Dads Group, and it's uh, it's the the charities have to do with fathers. Some guys that are maybe out of prison and uh, out of jail, and they're trying to get back. They need uh, employment. They need a little bit of help. Uh, maybe need to get a suit. That kind of stuff. Well, that's so a hell of a cause. <clears throat> it is. It's you know. Can the public go to this event? It's twenty twenty bucks. Yeah. Twenty bucks, and it's uh, free food. All the food you can eat. Where, at where the, is it? Summit Brewery. Oh yeah, that's on a neat, Saturday that's night. a neat venue. Yeah, we have. It's usually at O'Gara's. Yeah, but we're moved it to uh, Summit Brewery uh, this year. Probably you need to, more room. Uh, yeah, because there's a, and it's a national deal. Mm-hmm. There's, I think, I don't know how many cities they have signed up, but it's. There's Arizona, New York, all sorts of different um, events across the country. So they kind of nationalized it. That's Father's Day Eve. Uh, Father's Yes, Father's Day Eve. They call it Father's Eve. Father's Eve. They got great prizes and all sorts of stuff. Go to Father's Eve. Uh, just Google Father's Eve and you'll find it. Father's it Day right is up. Sunday, isn't it? Father's Day is Sunday. I always associate Father's Day with the U.S. Open. Uh, and this is Stag, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, it's stag. So right. it's it's just it's just the guys getting together. Garage Logic will be back with uh, a story you you really need to hear because one of my predictions has come true. Ah. But now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now. Well, we are going to end up with a down day in the stock market. The losses are not as great as they were early today. The market tried a little bit of a recovery about an hour ago and is now slipping a little deeper. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 118 points. The NASDAQ Composite is off 17. The S&P 500 is down 5. Renewed concerns about a trade war between the U.S. and China are sending stocks lower. Do you have have childhood memories of sitting in the family car at a railroad crossing while a very long train goes by? Those days are back, my friend. The Wall Street Journal says freight trains now are on track to stretch up to three miles long with 200 or more cars. It's all about efficiency and saving money. Long trains save on fuel and crews, reducing the cost of rail transportation. They also decrease the number of trains that run through communities and free up the track for other traffic. 
But some critics say the railroads are moving in the wrong direction given the demand for faster, more frequent deliveries of smaller batches of goods. Long trains take longer to assemble and disassemble in freight yards, and that can lead to delays on main lines. Rock and roll icon Bob Dylan has a new venture. He has partnered with liquor entrepreneur Mark Bouchala on Heaven's Door Whiskies. Dylan said he and Bouchala wanted to create a collection of American whiskies that, in their own way, tell a story. A bottle will run you 50 to $80. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Vail. We'll talk to you in one hour with uh, more um, fun financial news, okay? No, we'll try. All right. Take care. We'll talk to Bruce Vail with the Your Money Now report. Scramble Friday in Garage Logic. Don't. Garage Logic segment number eight. Was in another lifetime. Here's Chris One Reaper. of toil and blood. Here's Chris Reaver. When blackness Thank was you, a virtue and the road was full of The murder. Twins start the first of three against the Tribe in Cleveland. Twins begin the series six game backs of first place Cleveland. Joe Maurer is set to return after his most recent DL stint. Yesterday, the Twins sent outfielder Jake Cave to Rochester. And the big news, of course, was sending... Miguel Sano to single-A Fort Myers. Kyle Gibson will start opposite Indians ace right-hander Corey Kluber. First pitch tonight from Progressive Field is at 6.10 p.m. The second round of the 118th U.S. Open is going on right now. Dustin Johnson started the day tied with three others for the lead at one under par. He is now done for the day, finished at four under par. He is four strokes ahead of Ian Poulter, who is currently at even. as he through six holes, Joe? It was I believe so. He's, uh, Dustin Johnson is the only player under par. That's amazing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger Woods, by the way, if you are curious, he uh, is done for the day at 10 over the projected cut line right now, is still at 9 over par. Uh, but has the wind died down? I haven't been able to watch much golf coverage because that was the story yesterday was the wind. I have the large TCL TV that I just turned on. I'll say. And uh, it does not appear to be windy. Got it. The Vikings wrapped up their minicamp for the 2018 season. Our Matthew Collar has a piece right now online at 1500ESPN.com about Anthony Barr and if he could be used more as a pass rusher in the 2018 season. Find it online, 1500ESPN.com. News notes from today. The mother of three small children run over by an SUV during a high-speed chase in North Minneapolis said yesterday that she is grateful for strangers. Dad yesterday? Yes. This, this happened a few days ago. No, she said this I see. yesterday. I'm Thank sorry. You. She said yesterday that she is grateful for strangers who started an online fundraising campaign to help the family with medical costs and other expenses associated with the crash. Nicole Peltier expressed thanks hours before the first court appearance for the driver who hit the children as they played on a park playground near Jenny Lind Elementary School Monday morning. The driver... Kabar W. Powell, 27, of Richfield, faces charges of fleeing police resulting in great bodily harm, criminal vehicular operation, and carrying a gun in public without a permit. Troopers in two state patrol squad cars chased Powell's SUV after spotting him speeding on Interstate 94. He fled at high speed into onto residential streets in far north Minneapolis and kept going until he struck the children as they played basketball. Caden Peltier, two, and his sister Liliana Peltier, four, were severely injured 
and were being treated at North Memorial Medical Center while Connor Peltier was less seriously hurt. Kyle Peltier, their father, was there along with the couple's four other children. The family just recently moved to North Minneapolis. She said, quote, my seven children and husband were the only ones in the park at the time of the incident. I was in St. Paul at St. Paul College taking a test at that time. At a brief hearing yesterday afternoon, Hennepin Court District Judge Sheeran Ascalani set Powell's bail at $500,000 without conditions or $200,000 with conditions. Meanwhile, uh, Tori Schelke of Wyzetta and his wife set the uh, online fundraising campaign in motion. If I may, uh, editorial comment from the yep. newsman, Joe, yep. I have a question for you. I don't even know if this is a where, where do our sensibilities lie, but the, 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 the public outcry and the backlash towards the police in this story baffles me. Pe- people are mad at the state troopers. That they kept up the chase? Yes. They're not mad at the criminal mm-hmm. who was carrying a gun illegally who I'm stole a vehicle. I, I am too. I, I, don't, I don't get why... Why people are mad at the troopers yeah, I'm, here. I'm, I'm, I'm uncertain about what their policies are when they get off freeways or on the freeways or on the city streets or off city streets. I don't know what their policies are. Well, and, and Mike had, Freeman. Had those troopers had it to do over again, I bet they would have not chased it. Now well, of course, happened, because the yeah. end result was a, a couple of innocent kids right. getting hit. But, you know, Mike Freeman, who's normally a straight shooter, came out and basically threw the cops under the bus. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't get why he did that. No, and uh, if this trooper had a... Uh, some reason the guy was a bad guy he was a terrible this was a bad guy, guy. and uh, these guys also know when they go on these high speed chases there's a high likelihood that they're going to call off the chase i'm going to see if i can find the quote because mike said um where is it right here uh he basically said i'm, I'm paraphrasing but he said it's not worth it that these kids were injured and it the, the the outcome should have been different it wasn't worth it that these kids got injured well no kidding mm-hmm. but this was a guy that was worth pursuing obviously mm-hmm. i guess is my point of contention okay. mm-hmm. so we're just okay anyway yep health insurers in minnesota's individual market are seeking decreases in the average premium that they'll charge consumers next year the latest sign of stability in a market that's been plagued by premium spikes under the federal affordable care act The Minnesota Department of Commerce today released data showing the four largest carriers in the market are seeking average rate decreases that range from 7 to 12 percent, depending on the insurance company. The rate proposals reflect a newfound profitability for insurers in the market during 2017, plus the impact of a state-funded reinsurance program that's helping cover the cost for subscribers with unusually expensive medical conditions. The individual market primary serves people under the age of 65 who are self-employed or don't get coverage from their employer. This spring, about 162,000 Minnesotans were buying coverage in the market where consumers can purchase via the state's Minsure Exchange or directly from some carriers. While the individual market is relatively small, it's been the focus of changes and public attention with the Federal Affordable Care Act, particularly since 2014. In the online listing, the Commerce Department says the actual change individually consumers might experience in 2019 can vary based on health plan particulars as well as age and geography. Minneapolis police officers have repeatedly requested over the past three years that Hennepin County medical responders sedate people using the powerful tranquilizer ketamine at times over the protests of those being drugged, and in some cases when no apparent crime was committed, a city report shows. If that's true, and there's some uh, degree of 
truth in it, but it's also in contest. Uh, it's being contested. Mm-hmm. That's that's an outrage. That's that's absolute outrage. Mm-hmm. Especially when you see the number of cases that increased over the past year. Yeah, went, didn't it go from 12 to 60 or something? Uh, I'm going to find it right Three here. The, the Star Tribune attained a copy of this. This was an investigation, by the way, that was conducted by uh, the Office of Police Conduct Review, a division of the city's Department of Civil Rights. The draft report has been circulated narrowly within City Hall, but not disseminated to the public. The Star Tribune did obtain a copy, and they filed the story. The number of documented ketamine injections during Minneapolis police calls increased from three in 2012 to 62 last year, the That's report found. That's a horse found. tranquilizer, isn't it? Isn't yes. that what you use on horses? Well, some also call it the, the, the date rape oh, yeah? drug. Yeah. Um, to 62 last year, the report found, including four uses on the same person. On May 18th, around the time the draft report was completed, Minneapolis Police Commander Todd, I don't know how to pronounce Todd's last name, so I apologize. Minneapolis Police Commander Todd Savagao issued a departmental order saying that officers shall never suggest or demand EMS personnel sedate a subject. This is a decision that needs to be clearly made by EMS personnel, not MPD officers. I'll say. Minneapolis police previously had no policy addressing the drug, and the department manual classifies it as a date rape drug for its powerful sedative impact and ability to erase or alter memory. Hennepin healthcare staff are authorized to use it when a patient is profoundly agitated, unable to be restrained, and a danger to themselves or others, according to their policy. But the report found examples when EMS workers use the drug on people who did not appear to fit this description. An attorney for a Wisconsin woman accused of trying to plan terrorist attacks through hacked social media accounts says his client is lonely and wanted companionship online but never posed a real threat. The argument didn't sway U.S. District Judge Nancy Joseph. She said today that the allegations against 45-year-old Wahiba Issa Dais are concerning enough that she must be held without bond pending trial. Prosecutors say the mother of seven tried to recruit people to carry out attacks for the Islamic State and provided them with information on how to make explosives. She did this because she was lovelorn? She, she, yeah, she was lonely. Huh. She was very lonely. Huh. Authorities have not yet. How lonely can you be if you got seven kids? That's an excellent point, Mayor. I'm glad you yeah, asked you that. You worked for a while. Yeah. Davis was arrested Wednesday in suburban Milwaukee. She faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. And the downtown to Crosstown project starts with the weekend closure of Interstate 35W from 94 to 62 in Minneapolis. Yeah, we got to get this one right this week. Okay. Crews will be demolishing the 24th Street pedestrian bridge. It's going to be a mess, so just avoid 35 I'm just going to stay out of it because I don't want to deal with Kenny. You should just stay home and watch golf. Yeah, I don't want to deal with uh, Kenny. So I'm not gonna... <laughs> Uh, all right, thank you. Uh, we have Dave Dahl coming up. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We have a few thunder showers rolling through the Twin Cities right now. Nothing heavy, nothing severe expected for us. It's just too hot aloft. Um, temperatures have gotten up to 94 degrees right now. That's where we stand, but it feels like 98. We're expecting to see that heat indice get close to 100 this afternoon. Uh, the clouds are going to probably help us out a little bit and should knock that temperature down. 
but uh, we're, we're seeing that high probably right at 94. Uh, tonight going down to 72, south winds at around 5 to 15. Some thunderstorms are possible toward morning. At this point, if there are some, they'll happen between about 4 and 6 a.m. And mainly north of the metro from the northern portions of the Twin Cities all the way up to Duluth. Uh, the Duluth area is getting hit hard with the flash flood watch. They've had already excessive rainfall and had some serious flooding in and around the Duluth area. That's going to continue all the way through Sunday morning. Uh, that threat of uh, flooding-type rainfall. For us here in the metro, then, a hot day again tomorrow, 92. Uh, Hazy sunshine throughout the day, very humid as well. Sunday, 94. There could be some thunderstorms that develop, and a pretty good chance, I think, late afternoon and evening Sunday as a cool front moves through, and that's our best chance for getting some severe weather here in the Twin Cities. So Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, um, best chance for us. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it drops to the lower 80s for highs. That's closer to average for this time of the year. There will be some thunderstorms on Monday. Monday looks like it could be a fairly wet day. Again, today, Joe, we're right at the high, I believe, at 94 degrees, and um, I got the records for the day. June 15. We're tying the record right now, 94. That 94. 1913. 1913. And then 41. 41. In 1989. In 1989. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. You're listening to continuing coverage of Operation Stay Cool on the Garage Logic Radio Network. What have I predicted will be coming to the workplace, the academy, what have you? Uh, your prediction had something similar to do with this. The presence of a male right. that, at work yeah, yep. constitutes sexual harassment. Constitutes sexual harassment. And then I also predicted that we're going to get to the point where no one will be allowed to speak with you. Correct. Other. All right. It's happening. I can't believe it. I was alerted to this by offsite correspondent Jordy. Netflix has a policy now. Uh, employees can ask one another out on a date once. If the person says no, the asker must then avoid that person. <laughs> Can't talk to them again. It's crazy. I, I, this has been on a number of sites. I checked this because I didn't think this was real. This is real. For real? It's for real. Uh, other new rules. If you stare, you cannot stare at anyone for more than five seconds. Okay. I, how do you, how do you, what if I'm talking clock? to you? Can I, I must, I guess I'd have to turn away every 4.5 seconds. Away, yeah, yeah. Hey. And, but then you're those people that, you know, when they, they talk to you and they're looking away and they keep talking to you. Yeah. Then you become that person. That becomes creepy. Then. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can't ask coworkers for their phone numbers. Joe, I got to call you this weekend. No, what, what's can't. your number? I'm sorry, you're a no, coworker. Can't you it. can't. You can't have. Got it. it. Shout stop! Don't do that again. If you feel harassed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> These are unbelievable. So you can't. You can ask somebody for a date once. All right. If you're you're, and if you get rejected. refused, you can't talk to that person again. Okay. You can't stare at anybody. You can't look at anybody for longer than five seconds. Right. Uh, you can't ask anybody for their phone number. And you have to shout, stop, don't do that again if you feel harassed, which which could mean if you were looked at for six seconds, you you could yell, stop, don't do that again. Stop looking at me. You're over the that, five. You're over, you went over the five you're, seconds. Yeah, the buzzer. The buzzer sounds Like a shot clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> and every time you look away, it resets. 
That's unbelievable. Who is going to enforce this? And Jordy wants to know, what if you blink it a lot? At least you blink a lot. You'd get fired, he said. Yeah, I, when, I had, when I had my twitch, when I had my twitch, yeah, I kept yeah. blinking. Plus, can you, and he wonders too, can you still measure your own head? Yeah, but I don't think you can just tell anybody what you find. You can't, you can't. The results. This is truly incredible. Uh, and like you said, how are they going to enforce this? They can't enforce this. I, I have no idea because it's it's certainly a ridiculous way to address sexual harassment, isn't it? Doesn't this just doesn't this just trivialize sexual harassment? If if you're it, going to say that looking at someone for longer than five seconds uh, is uh, constitutes an offense according to their new policy at Netflix, wouldn't that trivialize real sexual harassment? Well, yeah, and it also makes you aware if you. Have, have an innocent conversation where you're saying, uh, here's what I'm doing this weekend. We're going to rake the yard, and then we're going to uh, you know, Wisconsin. And, and you're just telling somebody that. So now you have to be mindful of looking away so they don't think you're making any type of advance, well, plus, even though it's innocent. Think of the problems this can cause in a work environment by people who have no moral or ethical clarity. They could use a policy like this to either advance themselves or demote other people. That's true. You could go to someone and say, you know, uh, he asked me out 15 times for a date. I keep telling him no. Uh, even if that's not true, they, what are they going to do? They're going to go to that guy and he's going to deny. I, didn't, I, didn't, yeah. I did not ask her out 15 sure, times for Mr. a date. Johnson. Well, but she insists that you have. Uh, you're demoted. Or uh, a guy says, uh, wow. a guy says, you know, uh, uh, Anne uh, in accounting uh, has has looked at me for seven seconds, three days in a row. She just keeps looking three right. seven seconds. Can't, Anne can't do that. Yeah, Come on, she's Anne. Violating the shot clock. She's violating the look. Clock. Well, I'm sorry to say that it looks like your prediction again. As you said before, when you make these predictions, you're not. You don't wish them. To, I don't want them to come true, right. Matt. But I don't want them to come true. But they're coming true. They're coming true. This is pathetic. This is sophomoric. Yeah, it is. This is childish. Well, this is nothing we can do. Well, I mean, it's it's unless you work at Netflix. But what's the pushback? Because I, if you don't treat the employees as as adults, you're, you're opening up a can of worms that it will result in all sorts of untoward behavior. Again, these are the kinds of policies that can be used to get perfectly innocent people in trouble. But the solution, as I've predicted, is nobody is going to talk. To anybody and Netflix went further. You can't look at anybody. <laughs> Stop looking at me. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. Yeah, I'd want to back in time in the camp. The music of Count Basie and his great band. The man is Joe Suchere. Huh? A lot of people like your dog. Also. Huh? 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 How did all these people get in my room? <laughs> 
Come fly with me. We'll fly, we'll fly away. Hey, Julia writes, uh, my husband has been a garage logician for a quarter of a century. Really? But I understand that you don't wish people like Eric Johnson a happy Father's Day. His cylinder index is through the roof. Happy Father's Day to you three, too, Julia. Hey, what's, wait, what's the guy's name? Eric Johnson. Well, the joke's on Eric Johnson. We don't do that. No. Uh, week from today, we're at O'Gara's on the fairgrounds. Uh, yes. Uh, I can smell those cars now. Oh, oh, I can smell the food. I know you can. Back to the 50s uh, this next weekend, and we're at O'Gara's uh, a week from today, aren't we? Yes, that will be exciting. Let's hope for some great weather. We'll start to watch and see what it's going to be like. But uh, last couple of years, we've had pretty good weather. I hope I it's recall. just like this. I hope it's I don't want 92 steamy. and sweaty. <sighs> steamy, hot summer. That's one of the highlights of my... Uh, of my kids and, and, and bride is going there just to watch the parade. And well, then the, to, the parades are impromptu, aren't they? Yeah. They're they just, just, they're just cruising. Right. Yeah. And you know, the little kids rev it up. Yeah. Rev it up. And vroom. well, I'm getting so I can know, I, I can recognize most of the cars as having been there in previous years. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, you line up some guests for us then. All right, bro. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. 94. It's 94. Uh, Kenny just reported some light showers when he came in. Ooh. 